Hello and welcome to the Sports Pharmacy Podcast. You know, this time I had to do something a little bit out of the norm and get in a really important issue out there um, that I'm sure a lot of pharmacies and pharmacists are being inundated with right now. Um, if you are a pharmacist or working in a pharmacy and anything like me, I have been getting absolutely inundated with phone calls asking for Adderall. Um, Adderall, as you may know, is a medication that I use to treat ADHD along with other disorders. Um, this shortage has been going on since I would probably say September 2022, um, and we're currently going into our fourth month with uh, issues of finding patients these medications. Um, so I decided to do this two-part series where I sit down with Sean Casey as we discuss tactics to lessen the need to take an Adderall or similar medications. By no means do we advocate the stopping of any medications. We are only here to give alternative remedies when you are in a bind. Or if you are someone that needs a little help with energy and focus, then this is the right episode for you. My friend Sean is a registered dietitian and physical prep coach of Hometown Pharmacy. You can check out all of his social medias at stkc34 on Instagram and Twitter and Sean Casey, S-E-A-N space C-A-S-E-Y on Facebook. So let's dive into part one. Part one, Sean and I sit down to discuss some lifestyle modifications that can help you with your focus. This includes good sleep hygiene, breathing exercises, exercise, and applications you can have on any iPhone for both paid and free versions. Sean Casey, registered dietitian, physical prep coach from Hometown Pharmacy. How are you, bud? I'm doing well. It's great to be talking with you. You're most... We're here on Super Bowl Sunday getting ready. Uh, my wife is downstairs preparing. We're uh, keeping it healthy. We're having fresh spring rolls. Uh, what else are we having? Baked wings. Ooh. And I'm making some slider burgers. So we're trying nice. to keep it a little bit healthy. So. Nice. Are you going you any uh, chips, dip, guac? Uh, we have some part? hummus. I think we have hummus and pitas. Pita chips okay. is what we have. Yeah. So we love it. Well, I mean, you know, being of Middle Eastern descent, we have to have hummus for everything, man. <laughs> I love <laughs> hummus. I yeah, love hummus. That's good. Um, one day I'm going to teach you how to make it my way, like the actual way by hand, all right? I promise Ooh. you that. I like it. I love right, it. Man. So we're here to convince people that they no longer need their Adderall. That's our job today. And with this first part series, we're going to talk about some lifestyle modification. Um, just a quick brief uh, overview. We're going to talk about good sleep hygiene. We're going to talk about the importance of obviously working out. Um, breathing exercises was one thing that Sean mentioned that was really important and I think could really help. Um, and and lastly, we'll talk about more about some of the digital apps that you can find on the internet uh, to help with that. Am I missing anything, Sean? No, I think that kind of covers the the main things from a lifestyle standpoint. Awesome. All right. Good sleep hygiene. I am a huge proponent of this. And this is something that my wife and I have on lock as far as our sleep dedication of how what time we go to bed, what time we wake up how long we spend in bed and you're going to give us some really good exercises. If you know, somebody can't is waking to find themselves waking up in the middle of the night. Um, and they need a little bit of help to, uh, to go back to sleep. Um, so let's first start. So what's good sleep hygiene, Sean? Um, usually generally speaking, especially with our self-care class, we always talked about, you know, your bed should only be used for two things, sleeping and making babies. Those are the two <laughs> most important things. That you have and this is something we drilled upon. That should only be it. You shouldn't really, we're bad. We have a big TV in our living room and we like uh -huh. to sometimes watch TV in there. But generally speaking, if it's taking you longer than 15 to 20 minutes to fall asleep, 
then you probably have poor sleep hygiene. And a part of that could be is because you're getting sleep into bed too early. Yeah. You know, and, and I think, you know, the other thing that ties into it is from a sleep hygiene standpoint is what are you doing to your body before trying to go to sleep? And what I mean by that is, you know, red light or not red light exposure, but a blue light exposure. Right. Right. Um, I think that is a huge thing is we're constantly being bombarded with it through either uh, TV screens, tablets, um, you know, cell phones. iPhones, cell phones, yeah. you know, yeah. we, we're often our own worst enemy when it comes to a lot of this stuff. But the cool thing is there's a lot out today that you can do to reduce the blue light strain on eyes. Um, curious on your side, uh, H, uh, do you do anything with uh, like uh, blue light blocker glasses or apps? I, at, at night, um, an hour before I go to bed, I make sure to use like I have so I'm a gamer. I play a lot of video games. So I have I have glasses that I use when I play that all automatically filter with the blue lights because I just don't want to mess with my eyes. So about an hour before I go to bed, I make sure I use those, especially if I'm going to be on my phone. Um, I don't know if you're anything like me, Sean. My life is my phone. So I'm always on there. <laughs> so like my entire well-being is on this, on this uh, iPhone. Uh-huh. Um, and so, yeah, the, the blue light filters are, are really important. Um, it's hard to tell people not to be on their phone. And yeah. this is, that's an easy thing to help. Um, to help patients when they're when they're when they're having a hard time to go to sleep. No, and and you know, and that's and I think you bring up a, a great point is the the fall in the sleep aspect because I find sleep is one of those things like yes we you know everyone knows they should probably be at seven to eight hours at night versus six hours but I always find when I'm working with clients is sleep is for a lot of people is hard to modify they have kids they have certain mm-hmm. schedules they have to be on so. I think where I put a lot of emphasis is they're like, okay, if we only have this duration of sleep, regardless of what we do on the outside front end or back end, let's try to enhance that quality of sleep as much as possible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so like you're saying, the whole uh, being able to fall asleep is a huge issue. If we can even add, you know, another 15 to 20 minutes or allow you to get in that deep sleep is huge. Um, and I think that's where blue light is. You know, I think people realize blue light, you know, kind of delays falling asleep. I don't think a lot of people realize how that affects not only when the melatonin is released in your body, but as well as the total magnitude of melatonin that's released. Right. Um, which has a huge effect on right. both of those. And most patients, I want to make sure, like, we're, since we're talking melatonin, you don't need 10 milligrams of melatonin. <laughs> I take two milligrams. I'm 230 pounds, six foot. I'm taking two milligrams of melatonin. And that's plenty for everyone. And there is a such thing as too much melatonin where you get the grogginess. Um, so, so melatonin is designed to help regulate your circadian rhythm, not to help you fall asleep. So when you're on the melatonin, it's just helping your body get and saying, hey, I'm ready for bed. That's what yeah. that's just getting in that habit. Um, we could talk products all day about having to fall asleep between, you know, CBD sleep products and prescriptions and everything. But um, one thing that you did bring up to me, uh, brought up to me, Sean, was, um, I have a hard time. I, I fall asleep just fine. No problem. But sometimes in the middle of the night, I wake up and I'm like, I catch myself at 2 a.m. just laying there, not knowing what to do. I don't want to grab my cell phone because blue light all over mm-hmm. again. Yep. Um, so I, you mentioned you had some good exercises to help with that. Yeah. The, the, the number one thing that I'll do with people who are getting up and uh, H, uh, are you familiar with Pavlov's dogs? Yeah. So you ring the bell, the dog drools, right? Yep, exactly. Well, the one thing I always tell people who find themselves waking up in the middle of the night, staring at their ceiling wide awake, 
I was telling them, do not turn yourself into Pavlov's dogs. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> like, well, every time you're lying awake, wide awake in your bed, and I should mention, for those not familiar with Pavlov's dogs, like you're mentioning, it was this uh, cool study where they did where um, they had dogs, they'd ring a bell, and then they'd bring out a plate of food, the dog would self, self, start salivating. Uh, and then they found that, like, hey, we can just ring a bell and it starts salivating on its own, yeah. uh, which basically showed, like, hey, we're teaching our body to respond to our environment. And that works to humans, by the way. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, yeah it's, it's really yeah. crazy. But that's what we're doing. When we're lying wide awake in bed, staring at the ceiling at two o'clock in the morning, wide awake, we're teaching our body that it's normal to be wide awake, lying in bed, staring at the ceiling at two o'clock. So what I have found to work really good for a lot of uh, clients is literally just getting out of bed, going into a different room uh, and lying down, be it on a sofa, on a couch, something at nature. And usually within 10 to 15 minutes, like clockwork, they're able to fall back to sleep. I would say that works for at least 70, being conservative, probably 70% of the people that I work with. I started using that tactic just the other night. And since you told me about it, man, it's wonderful. It's really helped me because, like I mentioned, I, I fall asleep fine, but sometimes staying asleep is, is always going to be an issue. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, so, you know, just getting up, getting on the couch and just relaxing for 10 to 15 minutes. And it made such a big difference. Man, I went back to bed and just passed out immediately. So that, that was mm -hmm. that was really good. No, no, I'm glad, glad that's working for you. And like I said, it's, it's, it's a fun thing. And, you know, and it's interesting too, we're talking about falling asleep at uh, night too. One of the things I found to be equally effective, this may sound weird, but in terms of improving overall sleep quality is actually that early morning uh, sunlight exposure. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, you, you mentioned the circadian rhythm earlier, and I always tell people that sunlight exposure. So we talked about how blue light, you don't want blue light, you know, at the end of the um, evening. But that blue light or that high high rays from the sun can have a jump start your body. It kind oh, yeah. of kicks the it kicks the circadian rhythm in the butt and tells it to get going. So you kind of start it on the front end. That way, when you get to the evening, you're able to clock out a lot easier in a deeper sleep. Yeah, it's all cyclic, so it's yeah. maintaining that 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 consistency, and that's going to bed at the same time every day, mm -hmm. waking up at the same time every day, getting that six to eight hours of sleep, um, and so. That's, that, that's just one thing of just, you know, making sure you're not tired so you don't need that. So some people just use Adderall just for that first boost, right? Just to get yeah. them, get their mind going. But if you can do it more naturally using sunlight, using your your sleep would really help with that. One of the next things that you brought up um, was, you know, my one of my favorite things is exercising. So let's let's yeah. talk a little bit about working out, um, what's, what's important, what people should work on uh, to help with that. No. Uh, and that's the next thing that I really love is, you know, we want to, we know one of the issues with um, attention, um, especially with ADHD is related to dopamine um, that regulates, you know, a fair amount of process in the bodies uh, as it relates to focus attention. And we know that with exercise, you can kind of boost those levels naturally. Um, you know, there's been a fair amount of research showing uh, better outcomes when incorporating increased exercise. May me at you know lifting weights, going out for a run. Uh, I recall even seeing a study where they had just kids went for a five minute run uh, in the middle of the day, and then they came back did schoolwork, and they found that they were able to have better attention on the task at hand when they were kind of challenging them through different online systems. Yeah, and uh, most people recommend at least three days a week. Um, if you get out there or two, that's great. Um, I start every workout with 20 minutes of cardio. That's just my my soccer player instinct is like I have to do some sort of cardio to get my get my mind right. And then a little bit, a little bit of lifting out there. So, um, Sean, uh, I will tell you, I'm, I'm looking at Sean's background here. 
and <laughs> I see these weights. I see. Is that a rowing machine I see behind you too? Yeah, we we, we got an erg. So for the for the crowd at home, I can do a little bit of a tour um, on there. But we have some weights. Uh, we have an erg machine. Um, I I try to uh, preach what I practice. I know sometimes on a busy day, it's hard for me to get out to a gym or whatever. Uh, and I find this uh, works really well. Yeah, when he's not when he's not uh, on sports sports pharmacy podcast, I guess he kind of works out sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to rise to your level of excellence. There you go. So. There you go. But, but um, uh, yeah, you know, so it, go, go ahead. No, you go ahead, man. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, you know, I, I know there's a big thing right now. So uh, my I came from a family of teachers. Uh, my uh, mother was a elementary teacher. My sister uh, is currently a teacher. And I think one of the things, you know, as we look at trends, we've obviously seen an increase in uh, ADHD diagnosed over the last, you know, 30 years in youth populations. And one thing I always think about, I mean, again, it's such a multifactorial thing is coming together. Um, but I also often find myself thinking about, like, with time, there's now, like, decreased uh, time recess at schools where mm-hmm. kids can get out, run around. There's decreased gym classes. Um, I know when I was going through school, especially when I was in grade six or younger, we were able to get outside three times a day to, and run around. Three. Wow. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> it, was, it was fun. And now I see a lot of, I was talking to my nephews and they're like, yeah, we get out for 15 minutes over our lunch hour. Wow. And that's all they have for outside that's running crazy. around time. And so I often think about, we know how movement influences so many of the, you know, the neurotransmitters in the brain, so many aspects. And. Uh, I think there's probably a correlation between the decreased time outside in adolescence with, uh, you know, the attention issues that we're focused on. So that's one of the things I'm always encouraging. Oh, man, it's, it's it, you know, I, I really never truly thought about that. I mean, obviously, we, we, we don't have kids yet, so I've, I haven't really been exposed to that side. But for to hear that there's a decrease in recess for that much, it's a, it's a big deal, man. That's a, it's a huge difference. Um, mm-hmm. cause you're right. Like when, when I was in, when I was in elementary and middle, middle school, we, we used to get out and we had PE class. Like we used to have, you know, recess time and PE time. So it was mm-hmm. multiple exercises a day. And I, we can, we can talk about childhood obesity another time. Cause that's a whole other podcast, um, on how it surrounds and how much is writing, by the way, did you know that 35% of children are obese now? 35 percent i just i I was i was listening to npr and they had like a whole uh, thing about the um the increase of adolescent diabetes and me being a diabetes expert that was that that spoke to me the most and yeah we'll get into that another time i don't i don't want to i don't want to distract that but um yeah so the the use of the outdoors especially going outside like you mentioned the sunlight Mm -hmm. is is such a such a big proponent um so yeah so so sean basically tells me he sleeps eight hours a day he works out every day two hours a day (laughs) (laughs) and so let's let's talk about some of these breathing exercises that you mentioned and um we'll wrap up with some of the uh the cool apps that i've that i use personally um to help me so let's talk a little bit about breathing exercises so i'm a huge fan of uh, breathing exercises uh any any uh group workshops i do we always start off with breathing um, I find it works great on a couple of different levels. Uh, one is you can use your breath work to ramp up your uh, level of focus attention, um, more of the deep, the aggressive breathing. Uh, it has that kind of that stimulatory effect on the body. Um, it, the, and here's the fun thing too, is if I'm, you know, this is not necessarily ADHD related, but just folks in general is if you're ever working with a shift worker, who maybe they get off at their shift at say 10 o'clock at night, um, you can 
you know, if they start getting tired at eight or, eight or nine o'clock in the evening, a lot of them are turning to caffeine, right? Like, hey, in the last two hours, I just need something to boost me up. Well, that get, gets them boosted there, but then it also extends to their sleep time, starts messing with their sleep cycle, which we talked about earlier. Um, and so if you're using breath work, you can stimulate those same responses, but now you can fall asleep later at night because you don't have X amount of milligrams of caffeine, you know, mm-hmm. circulating through your system. Um, so I'm a big fan of using um, breath work. Um, if I'm trying to increase focus, I'm going through more of the aggressive, you know, breathing like that to stimulate more of those uh, focus components. So explain um, that. Explain that a little bit as far as like your. You said your 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 deep breath work. So let's let's say you were you were teaching me on how to do it. How, how would you go about doing that, Sean? All right. So the first thing that I'm always uh, looking through is the aggressiveness of the breath. So if I'm just doing like kind of really mild, shallow breathing, um, it's not going to have a huge effect. I find where we're getting the greatest effects, I would say, you know, I want to focus on aggressively breathing through the nose. Breathing in. In through the nose. Um, And so I would have us do, say, like 20 deep uh, inhales. So that'd be a, you know. um, And I find that for a lot of people uh, moving through that can be kind of get that alertness through. Mm -hmm. Um, If you think a little bit, and this kind of goes back to your fight or flight response, if you're breathing aggressively, you're going to put your body into more of that hyper vigilant state Mm -hmm. um, with that. And so that's how I'll do it. Say 20 of those um, deep breaths. uh, And then I'll do finish it with say just a breath hold um, Mm -hmm. for 30 seconds. Um, so it's kind of like we're, we're kind of ramping the, the systems up a little bit. And then it's almost like that tranquil, like level of focus. Got it. And I might do that, say, you know, a cycle of that, say three or four times. Everyone's going to be a little bit different. Right. Well, again, 20 of those deep breaths in through the nose aggressively. And it's not like a full exhalation. So it's kind of like inhale, partial exhale, inhale, partial exhale. Okay. Um, that's and cool. then at the end of that, finish in with like, okay, now I'm not going to go for a breath breath hold to see how long I can hold it. But hey, now after my last breath, I'm just going to kind of hold that for about 20 to 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. And then go in through your normal, uh, in, uh, normal uh, breathing cycles. So I find that to be something that works really good to kind of increase focus for those acute situations. Um, now, let's say if you're having trouble focusing because you're anxious. Mm-hmm. Then I'll do the opposite thing. So instead of trying to ramp up your body, now I'm trying to put the brakes on so you're not feeling anxious, less anxiety. We can now focus better on what we're doing. Um, and so th- in those situations, I'll do the opposite where it's kind of like that easy breathing in for four seconds, holding for two seconds, and then exhaling for four seconds. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a four to four cycle. And I might repeat that for anywhere from 30 seconds to a minute. Um, on there. And usually most people find that they find they're much more relaxed and in that more relaxed state, they can now focus much better on what they're trying to accomplish. Cause yeah, with, with anxiety, a lot of times when you're, when your body's ramped up, it's hard for you to focus on just, you know, one or two things. Um, I will, I will add one thing to the, cause yeah, huge mental health proponent here. Um, when it comes to anxiety, one, something that I struggle with and when I do it, you actually physically have to count these numbers and it's that counting exercise that helps put your mind and focus on that. So I breathe in from my nose and I out with my mouth. So 
like Sean said, breathe in four seconds from my nose, hold it for two seconds, breathe out for four seconds with my mouth. And you're kind of counting one, two, three, four, one, two, one, two, three, four kind of thing. Um, that's a little fast, but you, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's a really good point, Sean. No. And those are kind of the key ones I go with. And the, the neat thing is with technology, I know you've done a lot of work with technology oh, yeah. as it relates to focus, things of that nature. Um, and so I'd love to hear more about that. Yeah. I mean, man, what a transition. Are you, are you hosting this podcast? <laughs> or am I, man? <laughs> I'm learning from the This guy, I'm man, this guy just took over my job, bro. That's it. <laughs> Um, Sean, I, as I mentioned before, this, this iPhone right here, this one right here, picture of my wife in the front, um, is my life. I, I will, my, my wife knows if it's not in my phone, it's not going to happen. That's one of the big things I have. So I had to find something to help me focus on, you know, separating, you know, my, my business life, my personal life and my podcast life. And one of the apps that I found that has helped me just focus on everything is called fantastical. Um, it's a combination calendar and to-do list app all in one. And you're able to, I wish they were sponsoring this, man. I'm about to give them a huge shout out. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to make sure they hear about this. Um, um, I'm able to add, um, my tasks that I have to do for work, the tasks I need to be completed for my podcast, all color coded and really put into my calendar. Um, great to help you focus and figure out which things need to get done first. And I'm able to categorize them based off of what we call section one, two, three, and four. One being the most critical, four being, yeah, I'll do that some other time kind of thing. Um, that's one of the big things that's helped me focus a lot. Um, when it comes to mental health, the other the other pot, uh, app that I like is called How We Feel. Um, it's a completely free app, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show it on video just so you can see what it looks like. On the video, you can see here it says, how are you feeling this afternoon? I hit check in, and it'll tell me my high energy, low energy, pleasant, unpleasant. So right now I'm feeling high energy and pleasant. I have to be. And then it gives you specific words to choose from, specific adjectives that you pick. And so right now I just feel, uh, I'm, I'm going to say I feel energized. So I select energized and hit next. And then you can add information as, as far as like what you've been doing. Um, what is it you've been, you know, who are you around to, to feel this way? So it helps you remember, this is how I felt when I was recording a podcast with Sean. I felt excited. And then after the end of it, it'll give you exercises to help improve it. So let's say you ever feel anxious, you ever feel um, overwhelmed. It'll give you exercises. And one of them was that breathing exercise that you mentioned, um, especially coming with it from anxiety when I was feeling high energy, unpleasant, which is usually what anxiety, anxious means, uh, gave me an exercise. The, uh, it's called the rain method. Um, when it comes to breathing, um, which again, another podcast, we'll get into the rain method another time. Um, and that's, that's what really helped me the most. Those are the two things that I probably use more often than anything else. I mean, obviously other than, you know, Instagram and all the other good stuff or Facebook. So I can just watch Sean uh, do his videos and stuff. <laughs> um, do you do you have any applications you like to use, Sean? The um, those would be the, the ones there. The one I always like uh, again. This is more to help with and uh, those feelings of anxiousness. There's an app called Calm um, oh, that you're easier. It's just a nice, easy way to kind of de-stress to kind of um, lower that uh, state of anxiety, things of that nature. Um, I know Apple has a few things where on my watch, uh, it, it just kind of instantly, um, has like breathing exercise, like kind of like pings, pings off it. Really? Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool. And it'll say like, uh, do you want to do, um, breath work right now, um, on there? So those, those are kind of fun things to do. Uh, 
you know, and then, but I like that app. I, that's the first time I'm hearing about the one that you had mentioned. It's that really sounds cool. really cool. It's like completely it has free. Everything together. Yeah. And I think the other thing that I really like about it is how you're able to put your schedule in there, your mm-hmm, to-do mm-hmm, list. Mm-hmm, um, and I find that helps a lot just with focus mm-hmm. um, as it is. It's kind of like, you know, it's anything you can draw your attention to what you really want to get done, I think is beneficial. And then when you're able to combine it with all those different things and tie in how your emotions, like you said, am I feeling excited, anxious, whatever, when you can start making those correlations, I think it's really good for behavior change. So yeah, um, that's awesome. I love it. Yeah, bro. All right. We talked about four lifestyle modifications that can help you with your, uh, the reasons why you don't need Adderall. Um, we talked about your, your good sleep hygiene, talked about the importance of working out. We talked about breathing exercises, which I just, I'm going to, I'm going to definitely use more often and really cool apps they could use. Uh, any other, anything else you want to add to that, Sean? No, I think that that kind of covers the the main gamuts, you know, looking at how we can affect how the brain functions as it relates to the non-food or, you know, supplement route. Part two is going to be awesome. That's the one I'm really excited about. I have one, two, three, four, five, seven different things here we're going to talk about um, on the next stuff. Sean Casey, registered dietitian, physical prep coach, hometown pharmacy. I appreciate you, man. Hey, man, I appreciate you as well. Thanks for having me on. Yes, sir. Have a good one. Anything we discussed here today may not be for every patient. Discuss any and all of our information with your doctor or pharmacist. Stay tuned for more episodes and follow the podcast on all socials at Sports Pharmacy Pod. And follow me, your host, at Dr. Mixalot, anywhere that you use social media. As always, stay well, stay hydrated, and I will catch you next time.